0: Plastic and enthusiastic host Real the Fever. I'm
1: your fantastic Scholastic host Will Hauser
0: And this is Mind Over Mattel,
1: a Barbie movie breakdown.
0: And you guys, it's I over. I wish,
1: I wish it was not. I wish this was anything other than wish, Mind Over Mattel, a Barbie movie Mind breakdown. Oh my gosh.
0: Hey everybody, I take it all back. Maybe, maybe little girls are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> maybe they don't deserve anything good. And, and, man, I, man, and right after the last one,
1: I was riding such a high of Princess and the Pauper. I cried in the last episode. I I thought that was the beginning of this, like, podcast journey that we wanted to go on. And. And it's over. It's done. It's, it's over. It's. We killed dead. Hey, everybody! Show's canceled.
0: Sorry, wrap it up. Go home.
1: Barbie Fairytopia ruined my life. Yeah, that's the clickbait title <laughs> of this of this YouTube hey, video. Everybody,
0: I hate this movie. And I remembered going into this, I was like, I'm really not looking forward to Barbie Fairytopia for some reason. I think I just like really did not jive with it as a kid. Yeah. And I I was right.
1: I mean, you hated women as a kid. I did. So it could have been that.
0: That's You know, I was really trying to, and you grow up and your ideas change, but I had the same experience of like, we live next to this amusement park called Lagoon, and there's this ride called the Terror Ride, and I went on it when I was 11 and was so scared that they had, they had to like stop the ride and come get Screaming Crying Rio off of it, and I wrote it again as an adult. And it was still horrifying, and I still did a big cry, and they still had to stop the ride. That part's not true. They didn't. But I was so right. And I'm also right about Fairytopia. But
1: we were- Fairytopia
0: is the terror ride of Barbie cinema.
1: I almost had to stop the movie, because I thought you were about to start screaming and crying. Yeah. During Barbie Fairytopia. Yeah. There's been so many people. There's two types of people. Mm-hmm. There's those of you out there- who care about us? Who recommended Barbie Princess and the Popper, and we're so excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then there's another group of you, who are really excited for us to get to Barbie Fairytopia. Yeah. And w- this was just a it was just a sick cruel joke. Yeah. You just wanted to hurt us.
0: Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm I'm personally in a process of mourning for all of the friends that I thought that I had, but these people actually just wanted to hurt me. In a my lot life. of friendships
1: are over right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Barbie Fairytopia. <laughs> That's
0: Barbie Fairytopia.
1: We've taken the prepositions out of the equation it's entirely. It's just a colon. It's just It's a,
0: just a colon.
1: It's just a colon is the subtitle of this movie.
0: Barbie Fairytopia: It's Just a Colon.
1: So I had a new idea. Okay. For <laughs> this
0: podcast. Uh-huh.
1: Which is that Back when we liked doing this, when it was fun because we got to watch Princess and the Popper and uh-huh. everything felt good and right in the universe,
0: uh-huh.
1: I was thinking we should really lean into the sleepover energy,
0: uh-huh. and that
1: we should start the podcast with a sleepover question.
0: Oh, fun!
1: So I have a sleepover question for you. That's
0: I'm those of you watching the video. I'm I'm kind of snug as a bug right now. Yeah, so. we've got
1: the bunk beds behind us. We're on the couch. We're going to try to fight for that sleepover energy in this episode. Yeah. Here's me. Gonna, I'm just going to tell it to you straight right now. Funny goof. Ha ha. Intro. Uh-huh. This movie sucked, but we got plenty to talk about in this episode and it'll be fine. Rio. Yes. If you were a plant based fairy, what kind of fairy would you be? As a
0: plant based fairy? Ooh, I like this question.
1: I think I would be a little cactus fairy like the succulent ones that are just very round. Oh
0: yeah. That'd
1: I would be nice. I would have like a little a little cactus motif. And
0: you're like super spiky.
1: A regular amount of spiky. Regular
0: amount of spiky. Um I would
1: have like spiky 1980s shoulder pads.
0: Yeah. Um I think that I would really like to be like a pitcher plant fairy cuz I think that pitcher plants would would make such a nice like 90s evening wear kind of gown and then also i just enjoy the idea of maybe like an all-consuming carnivorous void underneath my dress (laughs) i don't know if i can say that actually maybe that's a little bit (laughs) don't think about it too hard okay Um, as long as you pro hey listeners as long as you promise not to think about that bit too hard will won't edit it out of the podcast
1: okay deal
0: So just pinky promise, okay? Don't think about the carnivorous void.
1: If there was one of the fairies in this movie, because this movie's playing into like almost every harmful female stereotype, (sighs) but if there was just one fairy that was like eating handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of flies all the time,
0: (laughs) that'd be be really cool. Yeah.
1: And just like slowly using her mucus to like dissolve them. Okay, what normally happens, (laughs) let's take you behind the scenes On my Nova Mattel. Rio works really hard to make sure. We don't
0: care anymore. (laughs) Let's just show you our secrets.
1: Rio works really hard to make sure that we're prepared for this podcast. Yeah. So she'll outline beat by beat what happens in the story of the movie. Uh huh. And then we'll kind of trade off explaining those. Uh huh. And we watched this movie, and Rio looked at me with the deadest eyes I've ever seen and said, can you please, please outline this movie? I and I said, wanna. sure. I didn't <laughs> uh, because I didn't want to either. But what this means is we're going to speed round, try to get through the plot of this movie as fast <laughs> as possible. I really don't know what I'll happened. do it. I'll do it for you. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll hop in.
1: We'll go back with for the highlights.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll
1: probably spend a disproportionate amount of time in the lowlights. Mm-hmm. And we're in the B segment, baby. And then it's over okay, with. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I just don't want to relive it. Barbie
1: Fairytopia starts yes. out with a narration. I don't remember a single word of it. It says something about how they're fairies and they live in Fairytopia, probably. <laughs> That's all you need to know.
0: Isn't it so bad that I miss Shelley Kelly?
1: I wish that this movie I started anywhere else. I miss her. If you were going to add a framing device, I don't even know if Shelley. I'm supposed
0: to be learning about being kind, caring, or brave in this movie. I don't. What? I don't know what the moral of Fairytopia is.
1: Just to keep us away from getting into Fairytopia for as long as possible, I think this movie should start with Barbie and Kelly skateboarding in a <laughs> skate park together. Uh-huh. And Kelly gets stung by a bee uh-huh. and like stomps it to death and kills it, which is fine. The bee was going to die anyway cuz it stung her. But Barbie's like, "Let's learn about you know, being brave and acquiring new skills, learning how to fly, doing sick ollies. And this time I'm not even going to come up with a ballet. I'm just going to freestyle this one for you, yeah. which is what it feels like. It feels like there should have been a framing device where Barbie was like, I've only seen three ballets
0: uh-huh. and
1: read one Charles it's Dickens caught. book. So I'm just going to make I'm just going to look around and be like, oh, there's a there's a little girl and she looks like me, kind of. And kind of. she lives in a tulip. And okay, let's I'm just, talk about
0: that. Actually, no, let,
1: let me let me just plow through the plot of this movie. Okay, as best as I can. We got to
0: talk about the Barbie facelift.
1: We're gonna talk about everything.
0: Who the freak is Elena? Okay, sorry. Go ahead,
1: Elena. Elena. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like I know. It's nothing. So narration: Barbie is a fairy. They all have plant kind of theme motifs. They live inside plants. Mm -hmm. Everyone hates Barbie because her name is Alina and she's the fairy that doesn't have any wings. It's
0: kind of got like a soft Thumbelina energy.
1: It's got a soft Thumbelina energy. It'd be
0: better if it was more Thumbelina. And a
1: hard ableist sort of undercurrent to this whole thing. So Barbie doesn't have wings. So everyone hates her and relentlessly makes fun of her in some very poorly thought out dialogue of just like, what have I seen mean girls say on a playground 40 times over the last 50 years on in cartoons so it's just a lot of that barbie has this one moment where she is an expert pitcher and can just kind of dome anything from 100 <laughs> yards away uh, <laughs> they set that up like, in the beginning so
0: important to the plot it's like maybe
1: so important <laughs>
0: that barbie just has
1: the the winning the
0: big game barbie's
1: got this monster arm yeah the, the magnificent Casey out here, or whatever, yeah. you know? So, Fairytopia is a fictional world, maybe, or just like the small version of our w- world. It doesn't matter. Like, it guys. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. We're in Fairytopia. There's four types of fairies split into two groups male and female. Okay? <laughs> the male fairies are either leprechauns or twinks.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: The female fairies. Are either overly sexualized thirteen-year-old girls uh-huh. or milfs? Or milfs. So we've got milfs, thirteen-year-olds, twinks, and leprechauns. Yeah. And that's who populate this world. And one, the 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 milfiest of them all. Her name is Laverna.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's kidnapping all of the guardian fairies so that she can suck the power— She <laughs> they say that a lot So that she can suck the power out of their no, necklaces No, they don't say
0: that so she can suck the power out of. The, they say so she can suck the power pa- so. There's a
1: very Shakespearean cadence Where they are hitting yeah. the verb hard every time And she's gonna suck the power out of these necklaces And become the queen of fairy-topia By having all of the power And how she kidnaps all of these ultra-powerful fairy guardians Is that she sends her like three very slow, very dumb troll goblin minions out who just they just walk out very slowly and come back with a guardian we see none of the conflict of like these people getting kidnapped They I guess they are very bad and she does this magical spell where all of the fairies can't fly anymore but this is great for Barbie because she's the only one who's used to walking for Alina whatever and her and Bibble her nasty little sidekick we can we'll talk about Bibble. They walk out, they meet another great MILF. The MILFs are the highlight of this. And she meets another one of the guardians. Her name's Azure. Azura. Azura. There's all like color. Whatever. She gives Alina her necklace so that when she gets kidnapped, it's not gonna be a problem. So Alina has the necklace. All the guardians get kidnapped. Alina then just walks basically straight to Laverna and brings her the necklace, but then is like, I have the power to defeat you because I'm not like the other fairies. And so she pulls off her necklace, baseball, speedball, smashes Laverna's crystal that she's using to suck all the power out of the necklaces. Laverna dies maybe. I can't even remember what happens to Laverna. I think
0: she's in Mermedia.
1: I... Not good. She's the best part of this she's movie. The best part. <laughs> Honestly, Laverna can come back. But the enchantress who is talked about not established in any way, what's her role, what are her powers, who cares? She's then freed at the end. And after Barbie learns that she is special and has the power to succeed because she's different than everybody else, is then just given wings at the end of the movie. So now she's just like everybody else <laughs> and finally gets to be loved because she has wings again. Yeah. The end. The end. Riff time, baby. Let's go. Uh, and
0: just so much happens in there. We meet like 25,000 characters.
1: It feels like we're setting up a lot of sequels, which is...
0: And there's two. There's Barbie Media and Barbie Fairytopia: and Magic of the Rainbow.
1: What's really scary about how challenging this film was... Is knowing that it's going to get so much worse. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought we had
1: longer before the downhill climb, the existential a crisis. We good had one's
0: coming, but but man,
1: the crisis we, might we be had. done
0: already.
1: Oh, of just like is this what it's like from here on out? We've tasted gold. We've already hit twelve out of twelve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it? It's going to be a lot of stinkers for a long time. So bear with us. We're going to learn how to navigate that. Together mm-hmm. And just make
0: space... This was just space, a harsh wake-up call, you know?
1: Make space for us to, like, you know, mourn in this yeah. episode. They won't all be like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, really quick. Bibble impression, go.
0: That's so funny because I, I knew you were going to ask me to do a Bibble impression because I do have a completely killer Bibble impression. But I, I was wanting to remember, like, one of, any of the things that he specifically says and so I I looked up Bible quotes, and it was like,
1: yeah, what did look that look into like? Look me in
0: every thought, like,
1: because. Oh, because people who just misspell Bible. It's,
0: yeah, so when you look up Bible quotes, the top one is like, "Walk with God for He is the light." It's yeah. Like, really. Yeah,
1: I actually have a Bible study tomorrow Bibble night. Bible
0: study. <laughs> um. No, but.
1: I will say that Bible is the most popular with, with our Catholic friends. <laughs> and maybe that's why guys. And
0: maybe that's it. This
1: movie's not about the Bible. It's <laughs> this is about a nasty little nasty little guy named Bibble.
0: Nasty little guy named Bibble. This
1: movie looks so bad.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: The budget crashed into the dirt after Princess and the Popper, and who did they get to play Barbie?
0: It is... It's Kelly Sheridan, but I...
1: Not Kelly Sheridan. The actress playing Barbie. Who is that? She's unrecognizable.
0: I don't know. This Barbie has, like, a complete facelift. And what super bugs me, and we'll talk about this more throughout, is that, like, she looks nothing like other Barbies from other Barbie movies. And she also is, like, drawn and performed so much younger. It's like a... More of a preteen Barbie energy. Kelly
1: Sheridan's pushing it so like, far into the uh, sinus. It, it's weird, and
0: she drops out of it sometimes. But then any other time she has to like perform with another actor, she like I don't know like who told her to do that. But then it's also the the Barbie, the first Barbie I think that's really been like sexualized.
1: This the whole movie is just watching the animators try to figure out the best way. To place a camera around a character model that is just legs and the tiniest skirt, the,
0: the and tiniest it's super little weird. That skirt,
1: which is like a cool look, which is
0: so cute. But you don't have to get one inch away from Barbie crotch. You know what I mean? Her arms are longer than her legs. She walks weird. She crouches and crawls through so much. There's of this a lot movie. There's of crawling, so much in, this crawling movie. in this movie.
1: Barbie as, like, a concept, as a model, as a character, as a doll is, like, all about the difficult relationship between Barbie's body type and real humans' body types.
0: hmm
1: And I'm sure there are, like, people that look very similar to Barbie, and that's great. Just, like, this movie feels like they saw that throughout the Barbie movies that they've made so far— a sort of like body dysphoria was starting to build and they just assumed that's what people liked about uh, Barbie yeah. movies <laughs> and so they like tripled down on that
0: yeah she the the only good part here's here's what I wrote I wrote down one note and I was like I hate this movie I think that all of the acting choices are really unauthentic I think it looks like garbage I think the plot is completely unmotivated it does look pretty nice to sleep on a flower though doesn't it yeah the, the, the pros that does look pretty cozy
1: The pros of this movie. Bibble YouTube poop edits. Yeah. Pretty funny. (laughs) Sleeping inside of a flower. Thank you. You're welcome. They were waiting for it. Sleeping inside of a flower looks really cozy.
0: So cozy up in there. All of... And my sentient skin, peony flower home. It does look pretty lush up in there.
1: Every single one of the fairies that aren't an overly sexualized young girl... Uh-huh. are cool. so
0: cool. Azura, all,
1: of, all of the slice. adult women
0: Larna <laughs> slice
1: They make cool choices. They treat Barbie really nicely. Mm-hmm. They're like trying to play a, a thoughtful like manipulative game between the good guys and the bad guys. but none of the movie focuses on that. No um, uh, but they're cool. and if you watch this movie and wanted to grow up to be like them, you were right. They, these were really cool characters. I think that's all the pros.
0: That's all the pros. What would you say is the worst part of this movie? Because I know what my work, my I know what my low, low, low point of this movie was. One
1: of my least favorite things about this movie is that all of the animation budget, you can like see it being sucked out of every other asset in the in the movie, because Bibble. Has like every single one of his nasty little blue hairs individually animated? He's this like he, looks, Im- he must have taken like fifty percent of their rendering were just, power just to animate. Just working on
0: Bibble, and they were like, "We got a, a plot." And I think plot. they ran.
1: I think they started with oh, Bibble no. <laughs> and realized that they had to release this movie in like two months, and we're like, "Okay, just finish Bibble," and <laughs> just, uh,
0: just finish Bibble.
1: I don't know. Just throw some skin over the skeleton. It, it, this character is really models. more
0: Bibble colon Fairytopia. So true. Vim Barbie. Um, My lowest point is that at one point, so sleeping in the flower, cute. Drinking out of little teacup flowers, cute. Love it. Little, little, Little tables and chairs made out of petals, big fan. At one point, Alina goes hang gliding and also uses a flower, but they just have her jump and just grip the stamen of that flower.
1: It feels weird.
0: Which is weird.
1: It's a weird thing to watch.
0: And it's like, you didn't have to draw it like that. I don't know. Every every part of it feels weird. This this movie feels like it thinks its audience is stupid. And also, it doesn't know what its audience
1: is. This movie feels like someone asked Sigmund Freud to write a movie for young girls. Yeah. There's something like, I don't know.
0: There's just a lot of lines that are weird, and there's a lot of imagery that's weird. There's just a lot of weird choices where it's like, I feel like this is not something I should be watching. Like, it's awful.
1: taking a step back from that, like, I totally can understand that that may have just been us really bouncing off of this movie, and it feeling really, like, harmful, and trying to find a lot of justifications for that. It... Just doesn't work narratively Mm-mm. in any way. Mm-mm. There's no continuity of plot. Nobody's actions have any meaning. You're just like
0: introduced to characters for a little bit and then and then they're like, well, I gotta go or my mom's gonna have a panic attack. And I'm like, okay, bye, Dandelion. Like why why?
1: It was written in an afternoon, is is like what it feels like. And then it's very there is something to this movie, I think genuinely. That this feels the most different from everything we've seen. Mm -hmm. We're definitely in a phase two. And there's even like a hint that that's going in a more like genuinely queer direction. With design, with like character choices, with subject matter. I thought for a moment this was going to be like a really interesting movie about a a young girl who doesn't feel the same as everybody else around her and learns to like process and find strength in that and feel loved at least by herself. Mm -hmm. But none of that lands at any point.
0: No. Like she
1: just is given wings at the end because she was good enough to deserve that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Like there's some interesting parts of like, Nothing is structured for Alina. And that's, like, a really interesting commentary on, like, disability and... Yeah. Being different in any way, really. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, where they have, like, the tables and chairs that are accessible to flying fairies. And Alina has to, like, crawl up to them. And if she falls, she dies, you know? Alina
1: has a terrible time. It's,
0: like, really good at demonstrating, like, the stakes for someone who's, like, has a different mobility <laughs> capability, I think. But you have to dig so hard to pull any of that out, I think.
1: And as soon as you find it, the movie just blatantly undermines it. Uh Uh-huh. Because no one is able to, willing to make any concessions for Barbie who doesn't have wings. Mm -hmm. They just all hate her and, like, universally agree that being a fairy that doesn't have wings is, like, the lowest class of person that you could be. Even the, like, guardians. Who are nice to her and good to her. They still like play within that space. Like there's a conversation. There's like
0: a wingless fairy is coming to defeat you. Isn't that so embarrassing, Laverna?
1: It's super weird. Like Azura shows up and she's Alina's closest ally in this whole thing. And she's like, where's the wingless fairy? And she's like, I would never hang out with a wingless fairy.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Which she like did, but it's still like you can tell that Azura... Definitely grew up leaving some harmful things about wingless fairies, uh-huh. which is like why why create that world?
0: It's why
1: did we even make this space? All of this is the first like completely fictionalized Barbie movie, and every choice about it is like, why are we here? What's
0: going on here? What
1: what did you think that people were gonna get out of this?
0: I what is what is the moral of this?
1: That if you work hard enough, and are willing to overcome all of the challenges about the way that you're different than everybody else, then eventually a magical fairy will come down and fix you and make you like everybody else because now you deserve to be like everybody else. Yeah. Because you worked hard enough.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the moral of this movie. And that's that's pretty yucky.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah.
1: But... The mermaid stuff goes hard, and I see why we get a, a mermaid topia coming of. And I, and I, I remember
0: out. like liking Mermedia better. I don't know if it was just like subject content, but
1: all there's so many cool pieces. But there's it, so
0: much that could be so much. It cooler. feels like
1: a queer metaphor made by homophobes. Yes, that's how I would describe Barbie Fairytopia. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know.
0: It's Uh, not, there's
1: nothing that made me laugh. There's nothing that made me feel valued or seen. There's nothing that made me want to watch the next five minutes. There's nothing that made me like Alina other than her really cool makeup. Yeah. I I really liked her hair and makeup in this. Again, like there's
0: some fun things that you just like. It would be absurd if there was nothing cool about a fairy
1: world. There's a setup for a romance with a mermaid prince. (laughs) Yeah. That is one five minute scene. Uh And then they just leave each other.
0: And we'll come back to that in the sequel. And I guess, yeah, we're just setting up a sequel. Do
1: you think maybe what happened was they wrote a really good movie? And then Mattel Studios was like, or this could be three bad movies. (laughs) <laughs> and maybe. people will buy them like it feels like or maybe
0: it's like a you know i wrote mermaidia first like you gotta a step we have a fairy girl who doesn't have wings you need to establish that with a bad movie first you know maybe mermaidia is like really good have you seen it i've seen it i don't remember i yeah. liked it better
1: i want mermaidia to be good
0: i want it to be good do you know what is oh. pretty disappointing about this movie though? What is that? I remember that the dolls for Fairytopia were so
1: cool. Looked really good.
0: So so cool because they had like the the rainbow ones, right? And so then their like skin was like a pastel of whatever color they were with their really cool dresses, you know. So you had like this like orange fairy and that was topaz and and that was really cool. And that like I hate I hate it if there's like a horrible movie with excellent merchandise.
1: No, this feels like the first movie where they designed the dolls first Mm -hmm. and then wrote the movie. Mm -hmm. I imagine that that's something that you run into a lot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's okay. I mean, it happens in the boy world too. There's a lot of bad, like animated Transformers movies out there. The
0: Bionicles movies. Well, the Bionicles
1: movies are pretty cool. Mm. We'll get we'll get to those. I have this movie solidified it, but after Princess and the Popper, I was like, we're gonna keep doing this, and I want to do this forever. But what happens when you run out of Barbie movies? And I have ideas for where this goes after. Bionicles. And Fairytopia was like, are we jumping ship next week? <laughs> I I think we're gonna we're gonna push through. We'll, we're gonna we'll finish Barbie well. for sure. Yeah. But there is a life for this podcast after Barbie. Oh That's our hint for you.
0: There's no horse.
1: Let's maybe go through our criteria of what makes a Barbie movie a Barbie movie. And we can prove to you that this is just not. This is Ferritopia.
0: It's not a Barbie movie.
1: You there's no have, horse. There's no preposition. There's no best friend. There's Bibble.
0: There's Bibble.
1: There's Hugh, which you want to maybe just give us an intro to Hugh?
0: Hugh is a big butterfly man and he's British. And he's huge and he wears a zipper.
1: He's like eight times Alina's he's size. He's so big. He looks. So and bad. And his
0: wings flap so strange.
1: He's so and round. And he says
0: tally ho. And he's wearing a jacket that has a zipper on it.
1: Look up Hugh right now. <laughs> no, don't. He's really bad.
0: I don't want you to look that up.
1: And he helps them. You do. Them. Don't
0: tell anybody that I told you to look it
1: up. He Turn on safe search and then look up
0: Hugh. Uh-huh.
1: He helps them like engage in aerial combat with these like bird of paradise looking demon birds that hunt them down pterodactyl things (laughs) but they look like bird of paradise plants in the way that you think bird of paradise plants look when you're wrong about it where you think that the green part is the bird's head and it just has like a spiky orange mohawk Uh like which is what i thought bird of paradise plants
0: not like a little hummingbird not like a
1: beautiful hummingbird landing on the plant which is so much better yeah this movie is like oh we're making A movie about plants. Isn't there one named about birds? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. A bird with spikes on its back. Spikes
0: on its back. That's the bad guy. Yeah.
1: Not a single... I don't know. We don't know anything. I can't make that I don't know.
0: It just doesn't feel like it treasures the, like, abundance of all of these different flowers or all of these different gems or, you know, there's, like, there's so many different, like, I don't even want to pick which one of the guardians I am. I don't care. Yeah. You don't show me anything of them.
1: And you really should.
0: We get it like Topaz is kind of funny and Ruby is gay. That's it. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. I don't know anything else about him, so I don't want to pick.
1: There's so many ins. Like after watching Princess and the Pauper, there's so many great ways in to humanizing a young person's interests, especially in this. Like you as a little girl, were so into botany mm-hmm. and like still are mm-hmm. and this movie doesn't think that its audience is smart enough Mm-mm. to, like...
0: To, like, even use the right flower for what they're named. You know what I mean? It's, like...
1: But this movie could be so much cooler if it was, like, let's teach you about flowers. The flowers, flowers and the
0: gems, the rainbow, or anything, you Like, know? this whole
1: world that exists of, like, bugs and flowers and, like...
0: Yeah, and, this, and instead they're just giving me, like, trolls and giant butterfly men.
1: It's just ignoring... Everything we've learned about humanizing the things that are stereotypically like girl interests, Mm -hmm. like flowers, like butterflies, like cool dresses and makeup, Mm -hmm. like all these stereotypical things that make you cry when you see them at work in Princess and the Pauper. Because it's Mm -hmm. like you're a human and you deserve to find joy in these things. Yeah. And this one is like. Man, girls are girls are dumb, huh?
0: Scrap up Let's a. Let's put a
1: flower dress on this one, and nerd. that's the whole movie. Yeah. And just narratively, it functions like that. This follows the cinematic principle of tell. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Nothing happens in this movie that you are allowed to figure out on your own. It is yeah. just cut from scene to scene. Of a different character monologue. Who
0: are you? And it's like I've been sent to help you for five minutes of this movie until you don't need me anymore.
1: I'm the I'm the mermaid prince. Let me swim you across here. Of
0: course, you need to eat this seaweed.
1: Eat the breath seaweed. Once you eat this, you'll be able to breathe underwater, and then you show them breathing underwater, and then that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And like, there's a scene in the beginning where the first fairy has been captured by Lavern, and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Oh well." Give me 45 seconds. I'll tell you why I'm doing it, what I'm doing, how I'm going to do it. And you should na- now you're interested in the film, huh? Because <laughs> I've just sat you down and like a timeshare pitch. I've told you the stakes mm-hmm. and now enjoy the movie, idiot.
0: Yeah. There's also nothing like redeeming about Alina. Really? Like the whole th- She doesn't really do anything. She's kind, caring and brave. But she the whole time she's like, I am not the right person for this. This is not going to work. Nobody likes me. I, I don't deserve this. I actually can't help. But also, nobody can help me. I have to do it by myself. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just walking. Yeah. The, the, she doesn't learn anything. She, the only thing that changes about Alina is that she gets wings.
1: That's so that's messed it. up. That's
0: it. Nothing happens. She doesn't yeah. do or learn or anything
1: the the best way you can structure a story is with promises and progress and payoff and this movie thinks that setups and payoffs means that if i need barbie to be a world-class pitcher for the Sox in the last bit of the movie for her to win let me just show you 10 seconds of her throwing a baseball really, really good in the first minute of the movie. And then like, we did it. We set it up.
0: It's been justified.
1: We set it up. She's a great pitcher. hmm <laughs> Like, why? How? Yeah. Like, of course, like, I'm, that's cool that she is. But, like, can we spend some more time talking about how Barbie's developed these other skills that the other fairies don't have because she's wingless, which is how the movie works. Like, the whole time, every other fairy is telling you, the audience... That Alina's gonna be able to win because she's not like the winged fairies, and the winged fairies can't fly anymore, so they're all useless. But Alina can do it because she's different. But all that we see of that is just people telling us that she's different. Yeah. Well, and, and you
0: get to see a little rainbow glint in her eye that why? should totally sh- explain everything to what you.
1: What is that? What does that mean? I don't
0: know. I have no idea.
1: That that moment happens where it's like halfway through the movie, but she's and like. And you see a rainbow flash in her eye. And Ria was like, did you see that? That's important. And uh, and it was just like, why? Why Why should I know that that's important? Why should, like, I know that they're setting up something with that. But why should I even care to pay attention to the setup at this point? The only skill that Alina has, it's very Lord of the Rings, like the only skill that she has is that. She has a little bit more stamina to walk farther than the other fairies because mm-hmm. she's more used to using her legs. And so the other fairy walks, her friend walks with her for like two minutes of the movie and it's like, yeah, I'm going to head home. I got to go home. I got to go home. This sucks. And Alina at no point believes in herself Mm-mm. that she can accomplish anything the whole time. She, you, were, you were talking about this every time. She's just like, I can't go do this. I'm, I suck. And then she goes and does it. And mm-hmm. there's no recognition that she did it. And then the next time a challenge comes up, she's just like, this is going to be really hard for me. And then she just goes and does it easy, which is just bad screenwriting.
0: And, like, and she also doesn't do it. She just happens across
1: a, a little weird,
0: ugly guy yeah. that helps her do it.
1: A little leprechaun guy or a big butterfly guy. or Actually, she just walks up to a man she, uh, who then solves <laughs> the problem for she her. She walks
0: up to an ugly, nasty little guy, man.
1: Or, or a hot guy.
0: Or a hot guy. One time. One time is a hot mermaid man.
1: That's the plot of this movie.
0: Oh, my gosh. We've, we've <laughs> made jokes
1: about, like, like, Barbie not being a very active protagonist and how the male character sometimes is maybe more arguably the protagonist. This movie, Alina's only narratively significant because she can walk to where the men are. Mm-hmm. Or... Like Azura. She finds or Azura.
0: Just blast a necklace into a diamond.
1: <laughs> and that that part happens. But Azura, I don't know. It, there's nothing satisfying about the female interactions. No. Where I'm getting nervous is that this movie bounced off of us so hard. As you're hearing. Uh-huh. We just, we bounced off of this I know really people hard. people
0: really like it. And I know
1: people really like it. I do. And I don't want you to feel like... We think we, you're wrong or anything. And no, it's not that we think you're wrong, we here. just hate you. So, what I would... I don't mean that. What I would love mm. to have happen is those of you who, like, really rock with this movie genuinely and connected with it, especially as a young person, I mean this legitimate. This is not, like, a challenge. I mean, like, please message us. Please. And tell us what you liked about this movie because I want to f- find that. The whole point of this podcast is to find those things that like work for a young person and and made them connect with these stories and i know that that's in here and we we tried but we couldn't really find it
0: i could not find it
1: if you tell us what you loved about this movie like we will read that on the next episode we'll start (laughs) the next episode with that for those of you who like really have something that works for you in here, yes. because we want it to be in there. Yes, we wanted this movie to rock.
0: Because here's like my only thoughts are like there are definitely like queer and gender nonconforming re- readings of this movie, and that is so great. But you deserve better. You you deserve a better version of that than I agree. this. You you shouldn't have <laughs> the worst animated Barbie movie yet to to tell that story. You know what I mean?
1: It 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 felt like a setup that just deserved anybody who cared about telling that story. Uh And that doesn't mean that the story being told is still not important. Yeah. But it just feels so bad to see it. It just feels this movie feels really disrespectful to me. And the ways that it's connecting for you, just let us know. We want to share that. We want to we don't want to just like dunk as hard as we're dunking (laughs) on this. this. Especially things that maybe are working for you. Uh-huh. But it so did not work for us. No. The whole movie is a setup to her learning that she doesn't need wings, and then she gets wings. And she gets wings. Why? I don't know.
0: They're great wings,
1: though. And she looks really the great. The only
0: interesting wings, also. This movie's about fairies, and everybody's got plain wings, except for Barbie right at the end.
1: You want to know a fun fact? Hmm. Hugh... Is voiced by a guy who we'll see a lot in the series. His name is Alessandro Giuliani. He was the vocalist, I believe, for not King Dominic, but the other guy, Julian. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he's the guy who sings for Julian.
0: Oh, he sings to be a princess?
1: I think it's the guy who sings to be a princess. Is the voice actor for Hugh. Wow. And in, like, every other Barbie movie from here on out.
0: Do you think that maybe in the Barbie Cinematic Universe it's also the same actor, and they just had to put him in horrible, horrible mocap oh. to play Hugh? It, he, or is there a big butterfly man that they I called into in the studio? The,
1: like, Hugh does not move or function like any human creature I've seen, so I can only assume they got a big butterfly man to come in and do the mocap. Uh, yeah. Here's another thing that makes a Barbie movie a Barbie movie. Yes. A great villain with, like, a celebrity guest voicing the villain. hmm The villain in this movie is Laverna. Yeah. Who's voiced by the special celebrity guest star Kathleen Barr, known for voicing one character in Dragon Tales, and one character in a show called The Reboot, and nothing else.
0: She gives a great performance. And she
1: crushes it. She crushes it. This is not a dunk on her. No. Laverna
0: is the best part of the movie.
1: She's the best part of the movie, and she's she's better than Frasier. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. And she's just like a voice actor, but I think that just kind of is the last piece where all of these things that are so key to a Barbie movie, like a love of the sciences, or of the arts, and a great horse, and...
0: A good, like, solid... Cast, you know, oh, like a, ensemble An ensemble of, of kooky
1: characters that you grow to love, genuinely fun comedic relief characters, mm-hmm. something there for your little brother who's gonna watch it with you. All of those things are gone, and yet Kathleen Barr puts this villain on her back and she carries the movie. And it like Kelly Sheridan. The,
0: the movie also just doesn't even give Laverna like a chance to do anything, really.
1: She her motivation is essentially never explained. She's the twin sister of the enchantress, but we have really no idea I don't who the know enchantress who she is, is
0: or what anybody's doing.
1: There's so many pieces. This was a good movie that they cut up into three bad movies. Guaranteed. Is sad cuz that's just like, oh, well, girls girls love fairies. So let's make this movie. And that that was the beginning and the end of the conversation about this movie. Mhm. I like the part where Barbie's walking around and she says it's she says it's kind of spooky in here and she's in hell <laughs> it's like the scariest place we've seen in a Barbie yeah. movie it's these massive like tree everything's red there's like acid dripping from the sky there's literal screams that you can hear in the distance and Alina just goes it's kind of spooky in here yeah. So that part's funny.
0: That is funny.
1: The beginning of the movie, I was really excited. I think that's why you're hearing so much, like, anger from me in this, is this was going, and I've heard from my friends who love this movie, and they were, like, texting us, and like, oh, I'm so excited for you to watch Fairytopia," And I was like, this is cool, this is colorful, it's, it's pretty gay. Like, this is going in a lot of directions that I'm really excited about. And that just slammed to a halt like a minute and a half in and never delivered on any of those things. Mm -hmm. And then you start to see some of the like Laverna's and the Azura's and you're like, Oh, is this interesting? (laughs) And then they go away. And then they go away. Everything that is set up that is good. That if I was a young person watching, I bet you turn this on and you play with your friends and you come up with a 20 times better movie Based in this world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the redeeming thing for me. Is like, if I'm not watching it for the plot, there's great characters and ideas and world building to just pull from visually. Yeah. And have a fun space to play in as a kid. Yeah. There's that. Totally. That is the... The level that this works on mm-hmm. exclusively. Which, like, when we do our scores, spoiler alert, I'm not giving this like a zero. Yeah. There are things in there here are things that, in work. that are good. And for me, maybe it's just that. That this is handing a kid the tools to create something much, mm-hmm. much better than the filmmaker's. It's a great made. little,
0: like, sensory bin of loose. Concepts, yeah, for you to play in,
1: but that just pisses me off because young people deserve way better mm-hmm. than just that. You can come up with something that engages with them meaningfully. Yeah, what's something to not be mad about about this movie? Give me one more thing. I just feel like I'm bringing such a
0: such a negative such a energy negative to in energy, studio energy studio to Barbie colon
1: Fairytopia. Maybe we also were both so sick when we watched this movie. And then just did like a seven-hour car ride through three blizzards. Yeah, that might be. That's we we're sprinkling. like, kind of giving
0: nothing for this one. Um, what else is good about Barbie Fairytopia? Yeah.
1: Just one more thing. We just need one um, more thing, and then we can move on.
0: I think that there's more thought put into the fashion for the male characters, the male fairies specifically, than we've seen for a lot of other. Male characters in Barbie movies. I think they're allowed to have a lot more like accessories and a lot more color, and I think that that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, the male characters are stepping out of this romanticized yeah husband yeah, they're, archetype. They're not
0: necessarily giving husband as much, and they're they're giving they have colorful individual like sass and like interests, but and
1: <laughs> per, like individual personality yeah. that they're expressing. Through the language of Barbie, which is usually like visually through aesthetic choices and through quips and witticisms, which I agree is really fun to see. There's a lot of male characters in here. The Twinks are the leprechauns, (laughs) and they all kind of do work as individual characters. Yeah. But the way that they are integrated into the plot is nothing. But it does start to expand what a non-female, like, best friend or romantic lead character can be in a Barbie movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, if Prince Nalu, the mermaid boy, is set up to end up being Alina's lover, he's going to be one of the most interesting, like, more unique male love
1: interests in the BCU. He's very different than every other dude we've seen so far. Yeah. And I liked him. And... This movie sucks for giving us 10 seconds of him because he's fun. He's like,
0: he's an F boy. Like yeah, he's, he's just totally there with his is. like girls. There's like
1: two just, girls who are just staring that at are him just
0: like arched over him.
1: And his, his whole like character is just him sitting there and being like, my life is so good. Yeah. I'm so hot and everyone else around me is so hot. I, and then he meets Alina. I like that. He meets Alina and holds her hand and swims through the water and is like Silently, I would like to spend more time with you. And she goes, Uh-huh, but I gotta go. And that's it. And that's which it. is like fun. It's
0: kind of funny. Kind
1: of funny and interesting. Yeah,
0: it like makes me wanna watch Mermadia. For Nalu.
1: Fingers crossed for Mermadia. So come on. That's what we have to say.
0: Nori's in this one.
1: Here's my here's my official. I'm just review. holding out
0: for Nalu and Nori, okay?
1: My official review of Barbie colon fairy utopia. Okay. Fingers crossed for Mermadia.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Anything else good. to say? Any last words? I really don't Message know. us about what you love about this Please
0: movie. Please do. I, I really... I'll watch it again. Like, if if I get enough content of, like, look for this, I will.
1: This one might... I want to like <laughs> This it. might be our first, like, we'll give it a second chance episode. Yeah. But... Today is not that day. Uh-huh. I'm ready to get the heck out of here. Oh, I actually have a proposal for you. Oh. I think that You want to get married? Um, sure. Okay. That wasn't what I was going to say, oh, but I do love sorry. you okay. and would love to spend the rest of my life with you. Nice. But I was thinking we have this kind of like movie theater framing device going on for our podcast. Mhm. And I like to think of myself as as the Barbie and you're you're the Kelly. <laughs> That's not true. It's just a funny thing to say. But we have this like movie theater kind of framing device. Uh-huh. I think we should fully start to transition into just like every episode is a sleepover.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I think this is, this is just a snack break like you do in a sleepover. Okay. We don't have to go to the lobby. It's like, let's go upstairs and get some snacks. Okay. You know? Raid
0: the pantry. Let's
1: raid the pantry.
0: Let's raid the pantry, baby. That's
1: it. Yeah, you found it.
0: We're raiding the pantry. What do you grab it? What am I stealing from the pantry? Yeah. This is so funny because it just opens you up to like the depths of your childhood pantry, which I feel like it has a a lot of secrets okay, in there. <laughs> like that a... is a scary place, isn't it?
1: This is gonna be a lot more telling.
0: Yeah, I'm going in. I'm going in for a can of black olives, and oh.
1: and there has to be an and. And, and what else?
0: And fresca. There's no. a fresca in there.
1: With a, just a fork and a can of black olives? Not a fork.
0: I got my fingies for a reason.
1: Oh, just slip them on like rings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go up and get one of those containers of cereal and just pop the top off of that thing and just eat handfuls of hard, dry of cereal? cereal. Uh, Cabin Crunch with Crunch Berries and marshmallows. The one that you can only get at like the oh, off-brand. Yeah. Colossal Berry Crunch.
0: Yes, that's good stuff. With
1: marshmallows. Okay,
0: don't let mom catch you.
1: Alright, we're back. We went up to the pantry. We, Hello. We didn't get caught. Don't worry. Didn't get
0: caught. I also decided no olives. It was I was feeling a little bit embarrassed. We couldn't about find it. the can opener. Yeah. And well I could, but mine's electric and I don't really know how
1: to use it and it's super loud. And it's gonna wake up it's gonna wake everybody up. Yeah. So we were talking about the B segment just now, and Rio was like, oh you know, I've been like I've been sick. I didn't really connect with this movie. I was, no, because I, there's
0: just like there's not music, there's not dance, there's not even like flower science to get into. And
1: so I was like, you know what? It's okay. Like you don't have to do anything. We we can just take this one easy. I've got something prepared. And she's like, yeah. Well, like if if we needed it, I do have something about Bibble Impressions, which is like, why <laughs> didn't you lead with that? <laughs> yes. This this should have been it's the very whole episode. Short. Okay. What's this gonna so be? So I
0: did I did some digging and I found I found the script. For the this, s-
1: the, screenplay, the screenplay, the whole thing,
0: uh huh, which has Bibble's lines. Oh, um, and Bibble's lines are, are pretty much just like a, a keyboard smash. But then there's um there's parentheses of what he's actually of saying. what he's saying or like not what he's saying but like the or like the intonation of like how it should be yeah. read. I'm going to read Bibble's line, and you tell me what the what the parentheses say, you know? So, like, is this, like, da-da-da-da, happy? All, it's is all this, adverbs, kind of? Yeah, like, adverbs, or, like, this is said proudly, or, you know, something like okay. that. Okay. Okay? So, this one is...
1: Mm, could I get the line before?
0: Um, well, the line before is Alina, but Bibble's line before that is... And then he later says,
1: Surprised.
0: Um, this is helpless laughter or feigned indignation.
1: Pick one. You can't put an "or" in it's a screenplay. Both. It says both. You can't just put an "or" in a screenplay. Okay, carry on.
0: Um, here we go. This is um,
1: <clears throat> inquisitively. This is puzzled noises.
0: So I'll I'll, I'll give that. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one is. No!
1: In indignant.
0: This is objecting noises. Okay. Um, and this one, this one is at, uh, this one's um, directly translated. Okay. Into
1: the Queen's English. Into the Queen's
0: English, and it is. Huh.
1: And that means. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> it means you'd better be. <laughs> uh
1: huh. Okay.
0: And this is another one that's also translated into the King's the Queen's English. Sorry. This is matriarchal.
1: Oh, the king's... Oh my gosh, you're right. She she died.
0: She died. So in the king's English, this is... I'll even give you the line before this. Yeah, please. Alina says, is he lying? And Bibble says...
1: I watched this movie last night. I should just like remember this. Um, Can I get a language of origin?
0: Um, no. One more time. Is he lying? Is, is, he is he
1: lying? You wouldn't care if he was.
0: <laughs> it's a um it's a little. <laughs> <And> that's
1: nothing. <laughs> and
0: that's it. Those okay. are all that my translated really Bible lines. That
1: was a really good that's all I segment. Got. I think we I, could, at
0: one point he does say "ai," which I really like. What does that mean? It means aye. Ay.
1: like a like a Navy man.
0: Like sailor. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, Bibble did do four deployments on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> yeah, in the Navy, uh-huh. in the King's Royal Navy. <laughs> Bibble, Bibble reminds me. Every Barbie movie is based off of some sort of classical narrative, right? I think that Barbie Fairytopia is inspired by the storytelling practices of the Old Testament. That's what I think's going on in Barbie Fairy Tale. It so
0: Tokyo. does kind of feel like that, doesn't it? I think it? it's like an Old
1: Testament adaptation. It, it does
0: kind of feel like one of those animated, like, Scripture Scouts.
1: Like a pre- Bible Buddies. Podcast, yeah. It, it's structured-
0: Like Bible Buddies. I can
1: follow- Barbie Fairytopia exactly as well as I can follow the Old Testament as a story. Mhm. With all the characters and actions and complicated sexual ethics.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: If you like the Old Testament, you're going to love this. You're going to love Barbie
0: Fairytopia.
1: <laughs> a subtle hint from the filmmakers that we're supposed to be thinking biblically. Bible biblically. Biblically. Bibble study. We should... Trust
0: in the Lord with all thine heart and leave if not unto thine own understanding. Bibble.
1: I have a very exciting segment for you. You do? Yeah. This is one that we've been talking about since before this podcast was made. Way back in there. This is a Barbie watch. Uh-oh, Greta Oh, <laughs> Barbie watch. Greta's letting her little secrets out through the cracks. We're starting to get hints, crumbs. We're following the bread trail. We've had a trailer,
0: uh-huh. which
1: we haven't talked about we yet.
0: We haven't, but we'll, it's
1: lovely. We'll talk maybe about it.
0: Maybe do a mini-sode for it or something.
1: Maybe once we get to like the episode before Barbie the Return to Fairytopia, maybe we take a break <laughs> and we do the Barbie trailer. Yeah. And brace ourselves and reconnect with something that we actually are passionate about. So we've got the trailer, we know that it's Margot, we know she's looking great. We know that there's some Stanley Kubrick references going on. This is getting, like, ironic and cinematically Mm self-referential. Those were the things I think that we've picked up from the Barbie movie trailers. But also that, like, it's going to lean into the cool fits. The things that you, like, do want from a Barbie movie. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We haven't seen anything to, like, push us away. Yeah. But we got a synopsis for the film. A log line. Like, we're, we're hearing what this movie's going to be about.
0: I haven't heard this. What is
1: that? I'm going to read it to you. Okay. And this is also you outing the fact that Sorry, you, you don't I... read our friend's group chat who sent this tweet with this in it, but it's, yeah. I'm glad that so you so didn't I, read it. Listen,
0: did you know that There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey came out this week? And I've been busy, so I haven't watched Barbie for a sec, okay?
1: You haven't heard this? No. You don't know what the Barbie movie's about? Mm-mm. Are you ready to find out?
0: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: If you guys are trying to go into Barbie blind, you know, s- skip ahead. Actually, this is the last thing we're going to do. Loved having you. Loved having See you. Ya. Loved so much. Like, totally no worries. You can just get out. Get out of here. The official first synopsis that we've gotten for this movie. After being expelled from Barbie land for being a less than perfect looking doll, Barbie sets off for the human world to find true happiness.
0: Well, huh.
1: How's that hitting you right now? You're hearing this fresh live on the podcast. I,
0: I I was starting to think that we were leaving like Barbie dream house world to enter the real world was sort of the energy, but that th- being a less than perfect looking doll, huh?
1: Which this is really exciting and really promising to me. And also definitely raises some flags because how are we going to. I trust her. I trust Greta with this. But now the dilemma with this is how do you ethically navigate a movie being about Margot Robbie not being perfect enough? Mm-hmm. Because... I know that's,
0: like, what I'm thinking about. I was like, that's What's the question, wrong right?" with her?
1: But I think that that's what the movie's gonna be about. Yeah. Is, like, even Margot Robbie can't live up to the standard of Barbie. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's, like, not for humans. Yeah. And Barbie's going to learn how to be a human and still be a person who's, like, unattainably hot. But we're going to be tackling these questions directly, which is exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to be a movie about the perfectionist standards that Barbie sets for people. Yeah. Which, if it was about anything else, it'd be a pretty problematic movie uh-huh so i think that's a good sign
0: uh-huh
1: i think we're on the right track i'm excited what do you think barbie land's gonna look like but hey. this is where we start to like make our predictions so we can go what back and
0: barbie land's gonna say like? that
1: we called it
0: um i think it's gonna be
1: it's one word by the way capital b barbie Land. barbie land yeah
0: um i imagine that it's gonna look a little bit like uh beverly hills in an aqua music video
1: do you think that Aqua is going to have a cameo in this movie?
0: And they said that they're not putting Barbie Girl by Aqua in
1: no, the not soundtrack. the not the music. The people.
0: Do I think that they'll be in it? Yeah. It'd be fun.
1: I think they'll have a cameo.
0: I think it'd be fun. I think
1: they'll like pull up in a car like and one scene next to them yeah. and like give them a nod.
0: I hope so. And they're that probably, what,
1: like 98 years old <laughs> by now, Aqua? I think that Barbie Land is going to be stop motion. That's my guess.
0: Interesting. I
1: hope that Barbie Land is stop motion animation with Barbie dolls. That would be really fun. And we get like a cold open of Barbie dolls that are like living their lives, like thousands of Barbie dolls living in their own society. And they hold some sort of trial and banish Barbie. And then we get some sort of transition out of animation into live action when she enters the human world. Mm hmm. I think that'd be sick. I'm so excited. Okay, let's do some reviews. This movie has a 3.4 on Letterboxd. Like, people do like this movie. I know. I'm so sorry. I wanted to.
0: Bibble is the Barbie Cinematic Universe equivalent to Jar Jar Banks.
1: Katie gave this four stars, and she said, Friends I haven't met yet, which is an important phrase in the film. This is, like, what gives Barbie power. Friends I haven't met yet is just codes for lesbians.
0: When does when does that line get said?
1: Azura says that to her, and then she, like, remembers it to, like, snap out of some sort of mind control power.
0: Yeah, like, that's the key word out of, you have friends that you haven't met yet.
1: That's her, like, MK MKUltra, like, sleeper cell phrase what? that wakes her up. Pew! Yeah, and then she, like, overcomes everything. Okay, what I'm gathering here on Letterboxd is that all of the people who are giving this like four or five stars are loving all of the queer undertones in this movie, Mm -hmm. which are totally there, which we're, you know, fairly straight people. We're going to like not engage with that in the same way, but we wanted to be there.
0: Yeah, I I feel like
1: y'all just deserve so much. Like y'all deserve better. Four stars from Stove Pie Jam. Anyone got the number for the Big Buff Butterfly? <laughs> I'm glad that there's people out there who are like, who are into that butterfly. Three and a half stars. This movie is so gay, they didn't even bother to give Alina a love interest. They knew what they were doing. That's This is what every review on here says. Mm-hmm. And that's that was like where I was coming into this movie. And it just, we, we should just make a Barbie movie that's actually gay. Mm-hmm. And not pulling out the, like, the queer themes and undertones of this movie. But if this was, like, the one thing that you had as a kid, to be able to, like, see something close to a queer character on screen, I bet that this rocked.
0: My last review, which is a one and a half star, but with a a favorite heart. And it says, I don't believe the death sentence, but Bibble?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. That's good. The The crowd seems divided on Bibble here. Yeah. He should be eaten and executed or... Or made king. In every Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah. What do you give this movie out of 12 uh, Dancing Princesses? We haven't talked about this yet. What's your score?
0: Three out of 12 Dancing Princesses. Okay. And that's ruthless, but I stand by it.
1: I locked in on this... Please
0: change my mind.
1: Early on, four out of 12 Dancing Princesses is where I land on this. But... Last week, every other Barbie movie got a retroactive minus one. I'm going to give them their plus ones back.
0: Oh, this is great news. I
1: think we've really established a solid scale. scale. So everything I said originally counts because Princess and the Popper was so much better, but Fairytopia. Establishes the lower end of our scale mm-hmm. Pretty soundly yeah. And I'm giving it a 4 And
0: Swan Lake at 8 really needs to be quite a bit further away from- This is not
1: a 1 This is not a 0 There's no, stuff there that's there fun And I bet watching this with a lot of people rocks But I know that there's going to be Much worse Barbie movies mm-hmm. And we're headed there fast <laughs> But next week is Barbie and the Magic of the Pegasus Yeah Which I hear is a pretty fun one Yes It is a fun one. I can't wait.
0: Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Have a good night. Good luck at your softball game tomorrow.